0: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by him. The words preceding the opening music of this podcast are taken from the Gospel according to St. John, a sacred Christian text. They represent an ancient cosmogony. This word, cosmogony, is used to describe a theory about the origin of the universe. It is an actual branch of modern astrophysics, but it is suitable to apply to all such theories that have appeared over time. Virtually every human culture, past and present, has described the beginning of all things in its most ancient traditions these cosmogonies have always been a topic of fascination and speculation dealing as they do with the very beginning of everything even the beginning of time itself the reckoning of these passing seconds that meter our lives however the accounts that describe creation are almost universally bereft of details as with the gospel passage above they all have little more to say about how the universe was made, what it was like before the earth formed, and so on. Among the devout believers of one religious tradition or another, there has often been a drive to theorize about the unspoken details of these creation accounts. St. Thomas Aquinas, for example, devotes a portion of his Summa Theologica to a consideration of the six days of creation as described in the book of Genesis, the first book of the Hebrew Scriptures, which are known in the West, as the Old Testament. The book of Genesis begins like this. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless wasteland, and darkness covered the abyss, while a mighty wind swept over the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw how good the light was. God then separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Thus evening came, and morning followed, the first day. The book of Genesis devotes several more verses to the procession of days and nights that ensue in the wake of this divine creative act. However, there is no more canonical text dedicated to the study of that initial moment in which everything has its source. Here are some other accounts of creation, all of them taken from cultures pertinent to the story of Western civilization, and all of them similarly brief in their telling of such a significant era. From the Koran. Have those who disbelieve not considered that the heavens and the earth were a joint entity, and we separated them, and made from water, every living thing. From the Enuma Elish of ancient Sumeria. When in the height heaven was not named, and the earth beneath did not yet bear a name and the primeval Apsu who begat them, and Chaos, Tiamat, the mother of them both, their waters mingled together, and no field was formed, no marsh was to be seen. When of the gods none had been called into being, and none bore a name, and no destinies were ordained, then were created the gods in the midst of heaven. From the Poetic Edda of Norse Mythology Of old was the age when Immer lived, Sea, nor cool waves, nor sand there were. Earth had not been, nor heaven above, but a yawning gap, and grass nowhere. Then Burr's sons lifted the level land. Mithgarth, the mighty, there they made. The sun from the south warmed the stones of earth, and green was the ground with growing leaks. The sun, the sister of the moon from the south, her right hand cast over heaven's rim. No knowledge she had where her home should be. The moon knew not what night was his. The stars knew not where their stations were. They sought the gods, their assembly seats, the holy ones in council held. Names they gave then to noon and twilight. Morning they named, and the waning moon, night and evening, the years to number. Finally, from the Greek creation myth found in Hesiod's Theogony, First of all, there came chaos, and after him came Gaia of the broad breast to be the unshakable foundation of all the immortals who keep the crests of snowy Olympus, and Eros, who is love, handsomest among all the immortals, who breaks the limb's strengths, who in all gods, who in all human beings overpowers the intelligence and the breast, and all their shrewd planning. From chaos was born Erebus, the black knight. And from night, Ether, the light, and Himera, the day, were begotten. Once upon a time, the veracity of the passages in these stories was likely unchallenged in the respective cultures of origin. Century after century passed in the West, with the first chapter of Genesis as the immediate go-to text for anyone interested in cosmogony. The primacy of these stories, though, probably all over the world, has been usurped in the last several decades by the prevailing scientific conjecture about the beginning of all things, the Big Bang. No matter what story someone may have heard in Sunday school or in whatever environment provided a person with religious instruction, it seems likely that most modern people of any religious or non-religious background probably think of the Big Bang rather than anything else when someone asks them about the beginning of the universe. And this should not be entirely surprising. Who today is not entranced by the spectacular and majestic beauty of the idea, nothing becoming everything in an explosive moment of furious, creative heat? While many people think of the Big Bang Theory as a standard for a non-theistic, rational cosmogony, you cannot deny that the idea has acquired its own level of mysticism. There is a certain sacredness with which people describe this opening act of the space-time continuum. In fact, the idea is so poetic that many great thinkers of the last century distrusted this theory. Among those who initially disdained the Big Bang Theory was Albert Einstein. Those who distrusted the theory felt that it was too similar to the biblical account of creation and the theological explanations of those passages in more than one way. One important way in which the original Big Bang Theory seemed to mimic theology was in how it seemingly implied the existence of a creator. Who had brought everything into existence ex nihilo this phrase was used and defined in an earlier podcast as a latin term meaning from out of nothing from the very beginning of christianity belief that god created the universe out of nothing was reckoned dogma something which must be believed in order to count oneself among the saved at the time that the big bang theory was first posited there was another very good reason to suspect the motives of the theorizer the man who first presented this concept to the world was a Catholic priest, Father George Lemaitre. In 1927, George Lemaitre, professor of physics at the Catholic University of Louvain and priest of the Roman Catholic Church, published a paper detailing for the first time a theory that explained the astronomical mystery of expansion in which all observable galaxies seem to be moving away from one another at high rates of speed. Father Lemaître postulated that all matter had once been contained in a single point of infinitely small size. He named the point the primeval atom. He had worked back from existing evidence, which showed an expanding universe, and reversed course into the past. Logically, all things moving away from one another now were, once upon a time, much closer together. Playing out this idea to its extreme, Father Lemaître determined that all things had once been just one thing, one single point of unimaginable density. This primeval atom had, for reasons unknown, exploded the universe as we know it now, is the everlasting explosion of that infinitely dense point of space-time. In the decades since the eruption of Father Lemaître's paper in the circles of academic physics, there has been great debate about the validity of the Big Bang theory. There was also an eager search for evidence that would confirm or deny such validity. In 1948, a competing cosmogony was presented to the world. Fred Hoyle, an English astronomer, voiced the dissent of many in the world of astrophysics when they considered the implications of the Big Bang theory. Hoyle's contribution to the debate is known as the steady-state theory. This cosmogony posits that the universe has always existed and always will. It is, according to the theory, an eternal cosmos, constantly expanding, but also constantly creating new matter as it expands, thus maintaining its average density changelessly and endlessly. This theory naturally pleased many in the astrophysics community, but it did not hold up to the requirement of observation. Decades of tests have confirmed for the vast majority of present-day scientists in this field that the Big Bang theory best represents the way that the universe began. Which is not to say that Father Lemaître's original theory stands completely unchallenged or unmodified. Various elaborations and supplementations regarding his original theme exist. Scientists in this field still speculate about the conditions of the universe in the immediate aftermath of the Big Bang. They even posit theories about what may have existed before the Big Bang, these notions are all fascinating. However, this is a history podcast, and one dedicated in particular to the tale of Western civilization. And the deep study of the Big Bang is outside our scope. This will be a not infrequent occurrence as we travel forward along the chronology of these episodes, that fascinating topics will be brought forward and then dismissed before anything of great depth can be learned about them. This may be frustrating, But it is also such a great source of attraction to our western traditions at every juncture along our timeline great men and women will come forth with bold acts and bolder ideas that stir something inside us fill us with admiration amazement or curiosity there is almost too much to wonder at there is certainly too much to cover in this podcast no matter how many episodes i produce all attempts to study history must eventually concede that our efforts must be abridged must be limited to what we think can be managed within time limits. Even a long lifetime is not long enough to suck the marrow from the bones of human history. Just ask any aged professor of history or any private enthusiast with a study full of dusty history texts. So our time with these ideas must be brief. We must walk away now from the Big Bang, from the majestic afterglow of its glorious detonation. It's time to get on with history It's time to let the universe develop, to let the swirling hot matter slow and cool, to let particles coalesce, to let gravity draw them together to form huge, glowing, celestial bodies, illuminating the darkness of space as they burn. Generations of suns are born and die. Then our own sun takes shape. It is not a first-generation star, not a sun created in the initial spawning of the Big Bang. It is made... From a conglomeration of matter spewed forth from the violent deaths of earlier stars amid the disk of glowing matter that spins about our young sun planets form some of them smaller and rocky others immense gas giants of kaleidoscopic colors after billions of years circling this ordinary star our planet third from the sun retains liquid oceans unlike any other body in the solar system These oceans, bathed in strong sunlight, blanketed by a thick atmosphere, rich with organic compounds, steam with possibilities, life is about to develop. The next episode will cover the development of life, the rise and fall of the dinosaurs, and the arrival on our historical stage of the first hominids, our distant ancestors. Until then, thank you for listening to the Western Traditions Podcast.